My name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Cool, good morning. Good morning, everybody out there in property sourcing profits land. All my property sourcing profiteers, if you're sourcing property for profit, this is the podcast for you. Uh, And I've got a super, super special guest for you today. Someone I've been working with for a little while, and um, she's really, really smart and really, really cool. And she's now working with me at Progressive Property, presenting the deal packaging training to friends there. So property sourcing profiteers out there in property sourcing land, put your hands together for the wonderful Katie Wilson. Yay! How are you, Katie? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, sitting down with me, talking about what you do, how you do it, how we can help others. Thanks for having me. Cool. So uh, for those of people out there, those friends out in property sourcing land who maybe don't know where you are, I know it's hard to believe, Kate, that they wouldn't know who you are, (laughs) right? Um, You've got quite an impressive CV in business and in property now. So before before you went full-time into property, just give us an overview of who you are, what you did, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. So before I got into property, I was in a full-time job. Um, I was actually a project manager. I specialised in software development. Uh, and I actually worked for the royal family. Oh, wow. Which most people don't know. Which one? Are you allowed to the say? The only one. No. <laughs> I, I'd never met any of them. Okay, I used to right, work okay. at the palace. Right. I used to get a big Uber car in, and everyone thought it was important to me. Just oh, came. cool. Yes. What, at Buckingham Palace? Yes, and I worked at Hampton Court and the Tower of London. Wow. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. That's really Very exciting. I like that, yeah. Yeah, it's a great office. Yeah, so I did that for a few years. Um, Loved being an organised person. It's what I do well, but there was a lot of hours. I was living out of a suitcase in London, and basically I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. So I quit. And I needed something that was going to be quick enough to pick me back up and carry me because everyone has bills to pay, right? Yeah. So um, I listened to a couple of podcasts through Progressive, um, bought the 44 most closely guarded secrets book that Robert Mark Robert Mark's book, yeah. yeah and uh, got, got a free day. And that's where Progressive came into my life. On the 26th of September 2016, I attended Multiple Streams Property. And I remember you, Kate. Yes. How could I forget? I mean, <laughs> but you, because you were in the front row, and I was, I was, ho- I had the honour to host that event, and you were there for three days, and couldn't miss you really, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, when you meet Kate, you'll understand. Um, and um, that was the start of it, right? Yes. And where do yeah. you go? So, what, what sort of what appealed to you as the go-to strategies for you? Um, to be honest, it was deal packaging. I wanted to build my own portfolio separate. Yep. Um, but deal packaging complemented that perfectly because I can source my own deals and source deals for other people and make a bit of extra money. Yeah. Little did I know how much money I would make. Yeah. Um, and here we are just over just over two years later by a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, so, so, so I haven't asked you to prep this answer, but can you give us an overview, year one, year two, the kind of uh, figures you've hit roughly in your deal yeah. packaging business? Because that's only part of the story, your deal package. Yeah. So in my first year, I packaged 15 deals. Cool. And made £50,000 in fees. But I'm going to give you a little round of applause for that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, 50 grand. So you're on the way yes. to replacing your income. But I know you were a big earner right mm. before, so we're not there yet. So what happened in year two? 
So year two, um, I basically made just over a hundred thousand pounds. Wow. Um, I packaged, if I'm honest, I packaged less deals. However, I learned to make more money from them. Excellent. And that's the key by layering on strategies that we learn in our education. Yes. You can earn more money per deal exactly. than you were doing before. Cool. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And in parallel to that, yes. you've been building your own portfolio while this has been going on. With deal packaging money, yes. With deal packaging money, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you've got a, a very tidy, and when I say tidy, there's a reason I chose that specific word because, again, through your deal packaging activities, you've sourced your own. Yes. Um, Properties. We'll talk. Deals. We'll talk about yeah, exceptional deals. Absolutely, because <laughs> sometimes something comes across your desk and you think I can't sell that for five grand. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So you've kept it for yourself. So, uh, property tools and properties out there. We're dealing with a really, really smart lady here, right? Who's uh, got a business head and and is just thrown herself into this. So how really cool is that? So for people starting out, Kate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you recommend? What would you suggest? There might be people listening to this who, who haven't got into property. Um, give us Katie Wilson's you know, first three steps to get yourself going. Okay. So I think that the first thing that people that overthink it, um, I wouldn't say they get stuck with it, is, is their area. Some people call it goldmine area. Yep. It's just an area. Yep. It's an area that you need to know. Yep. You need to know your values. You need to know the rough streets from the good streets. Yep. You need to know your concrete houses from brick-built houses, things like that, depending Absolutely. on what you're sourcing. So my tip would be, the first tip would be to go to mouse price because mouse price is basically a cheat for finding your area. If you go to the heat maps on mouse price... Okay, so let, let, let me pause you there just in yep. case people have missed it. So mouseprice.com, yes. www.mouseprice.com yes. is a really, really cool website with, with a bit of a silly name, if I'm honest, um, but yeah. it's got a lot of resources on there. So your heat maps, yeah. you're into the heat, heat maps. maps. And basically the heat map is a map that shows the most expensive houses, which will be in red, to your cheapest houses, which are in sort of dark blue purple. Yep. And what you want to find is the happy medium. You don't want to be in the dark purple because you're probably going to get shot. Yes. And you don't want to be yeah. in your red areas because you're talking half a million upwards pound yeah. houses. And for most deal packaging strategies, not all, you don't want to be sourcing properties of that value. Agreed. What you want to be looking for is the sort of the sky blue consistent colours with no dark purple in the middle. And if you actually search your city, you can see really quickly from a bird's eye view where those areas are. Um, so when I'm talking to the mentees on our mastermind, uh, we... We can identify estates, yep. whole estates, very, very quickly within a couple of minutes. Interesting. So, Katie, just so you pick, you may have picked up on what she just said, um, at Progressive Property for Deal Packages, who want to work more closely with Katie and myself, we run a mastermind group. Uh, Katie is a mentor, very valued mentor in that group, and she <laughs> spreads her wisdom <laughs> to our friends sitting there. Okay, so yes. we've got the heat map. We've, we've identified the light blue. Or the sort so that's going to give you your area. Yep your estates within your area, wherever you choose to work. Yep. Um, then you've got to look at what stock you've got. So, for example, I source buy-to-lets in Nottingham. Okay. And I'm basically looking for council estates. I know council houses. I love them. They work fantastic as buy-to-lets. And if you get additional discount on them, they'll work great as a flip. I'm not saying that's what everyone needs to do. That's what I do. Okay. So let's drill down on this a little bit. So when you say council estates, you mean yeah. privately owned today... But were council estates yes, back in the day? Yes, traditionally, yeah. 
And how old are they? So these are not Victorian terraces we're talking no, about? No, we're talking about your three-bed semi-detached, uh, double-fronted houses that have usually got a driveway, not always. Um, so sort of 1950s-type yeah. vintage. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And the great thing about those, Kate, is that the they were built properly back in that, that yes. time. Big room sizes. Big rooms that were built strong because back then they had the budget, the councils had the budget to build them. So things weren't as tight as they are now. So actually, they're really well-built houses and they'll last a long time. Right. Versus your concrete fab- fabrication yeah. houses. And in terms of like refurbishment that. that you might have to undertake to mm-hmm. bring them up to a good lettable condition, for yeah. instance, um, you're not knocking walls about. We're talking yeah. cosmetic, really. Might be new kitchen, new bathroom. But exactly. That's... We don't want to be looking to replace a roof. Yeah. Um, we don't want to be doing structural issues or major damp issues a little bit of damp may be acceptable but i'd always get a specialist to look at it if in doubt yeah um yeah we're not knocking walls about it's just paint carpets and ideally worst case kitchen bathroom boiler um windows start to get expensive on refurbs Mm -hmm. it's sort of an expectation of a property to have decent windows anyway yeah but you'll always get an up value on having a new kitchen and a new bathroom but presumably because you're an experienced property person now when you're actually viewing the thing either to purchase yourself or for an investor. Yes. <coughs> you, If you spot these things and not as you want them to be, you would reflect that in your offer, clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's all about the conversation with the vendor. Yes. So that's a bit further along. Yes. So... So where, how do you meet the vendor, Katie, in your world? Yeah. Okay, so... I've you... got two main strategies, marketing strategies that Excellent. work, that lead me to my vendor. Excellent. Um, the first is estate agents, but not just... Estate agents, as per se, it's a specific person that works within the estate agents. Oh, you've got a ninja strategy. Ninja. Okay, yes. go and share it with our friends out there. So I target and befriend valuers. That's what I do. Because if you think about it, when you are trying to sell your own property, the first person that comes out to you is the valuer. Yep. And they tell you what they think your property is worth. And then you'll probably sit and ponder on it for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks. And that valuer knows what your property is worth. And usually after a conversation with you, they'll know your situation as a vendor. Yeah. And then they can give me the lead before it goes to market. And, and it, that's the key. And that's what happens. Yeah. You get your leads before market. Before they go to market. So, so they it, get purchased before they even touch right move. Fab. That's what we want, right? So when I go into an estate agent's office, how do I know who the valuer is? Cause, and, it's and a presumably good question. Most of the time they'd be out doing valuations, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I tend not to go into estate agents. It's not a favourite thing of mine. Okay. I feel like I get judged. Maybe it's a bit of an insecurity of mine. I don't know. I can't imagine why, Katie. <laughs> so this is an audio, right? Yeah. They can't see you, Katie. No. 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 But I think, um, yeah, people prejudge. Okay. So um, what I tend to do is I... So the tip, another tip I've got is I find a rundown property on Rightmove. Yeah. And then I ring all the agents in my area. And I basically say to them, I'm thinking of buying this property. I want a value of what it's worth now, as it is. And I plan to do it up and sell it. What would it be worth if I did it up and made it look like this? Will you help me sell it when it comes round to it? So instantly, you've got something to talk about if you're nervous. Yeah. You look like you know what you're doing. Yeah. And you're going to get two very good numbers on the property. Now, to be fair, it's irrelevant because we're just picking a property at random. Right. The key is that they're going to put you through to the valuer. Interesting. I have to say, Katie, I have never tried this myself. So this is new to me. Yeah. It's going to be new to our friends out there in property sourcing land. Yeah. This is pretty cool. 
Yeah. So um, not every time, but most times, how many? And so if you go in with that little pitch, how likely are they to put you through to the valuer? Every time? After I'd time? say 50% of the time. Cool. But it doesn't mean you can't get hold of the valuer's details, you see. Oh, tell us more. So if they put you through to the valuer, great. The next step is to then say, you know, you're having a conversation about a house. You're in their head. Yeah. Because you're talking about a property. Yeah. They don't know you're not going to buy it. No. And then what I tend to end the conversation with is, well, do you know what? We're buying like two of these, two or three of these a month. Um, so if there's anything you can do to help me, maybe before they go to market, Interesting. I'd, I'd love to have a coffee with you and talk about it more. Wow. Some of them will say yes. Most of them will say yes. Some of them will actually meet you and some of them will just put you off. Yeah. Because they're too busy. Yeah. Um, so you need someone who's prepared to be creative and help and work with you. If they don't put you through to the value at the estate agents when you ring up, yep. they'll have to speak to the valuer at some point. And sometimes the valuer will call you back, bingo. And sometimes the lady or man from the estate agency will ring you back with the number or email you. And I always go back to them and say, oh, what's your valuer's name again? Is it John? And they go, oh, no, no, it's um, Tracy. Oh, Tracy. And you're basically looking for their full name. Okay. Because you can quite easily work out what their it's first name usually dot surname at theagency.com oh so you've now gone into sort of Miss Marple mode you're in well you say can you email me the yeah can you email me the that value because I just need it to show my investor who's putting the money in for this deal which you're not even going to buy but then you've got the email and all you've got is the full email and you just change the name so I'm loving this Kate because I don't think Anyone else has ever shared this with me? I've never done it. This is new. Yeah. So uh, this is super, super cool. Yeah. And this is where I get the best deals from. Interesting. From the valuers before they go to market. And you'll probably get, I've worked out just from experience, four mega deals a year from each valuer. So what's a mega deal, Kate? Have you done Have you done one recently? Is the one I did one on sh- Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty recent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So today is Tuesday. It is indeed. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, on Friday. So I secured it uh, last week. I think it was Wednesday. Um, so it's a three bed semi yep. in Derby. Yeah. It will resell for two hundred and twenty thousand pounds. Cool. It needs a quite a substantial refurb. Okay. Uh, and we've bought it for one hundred and thirty two five hundred. Okay. Well, let me, let's, let's just absorb those numbers for a minute. So you bought it at one three two five hundred. Yeah. It, you, it's going to resell at two twenty. Two twenty. So it's thick end of ninety k ninety k uplift there. Yeah. So you said a pretty substantial refurbishment. Yes. Have you got any rough rough? Yeah, figures? it's about thirty five grand. So it doesn't okay. need a roof, but it's basically as it was when God was a lad. Okay, so in Derby for 35 grand on a 1950s semi-detached house, you can basically redo or you, you're going to redo everything, aren't you? For yeah, I mean, grand. yeah, it's got no uh, subsidence, it's got no damp issues, it cool. just needs uh, lick paint on the walls, new carpets, right. definitely needs a new bathroom and a new kitchen. New plumbing, new boiler? It does need a new boiler, and it's You've got, got a, a recently new boiler. Interesting. I'd say it's probably seven or eight years old. Okay. And the reason I believe it needs a new boiler... Right. ...is because there's uh, water marks down the front, so I believe it's been leaking. Okay. Um, and it's quite rusty, so I'm pretty sure that it's eroded inside. Okay. I'm not certain. I'm not a gas engineer. No, I get that. I do but... date one. <laughs> <laughs> well, ask him about your leaks down the front. Um, 
Yeah, but you're experienced enough to know that if you see those sort of telltale signs, yeah. it's probably more cost efficient to replace it now than try and make it work and have to do it in 12 months' time when you've had two or three call outs for issues. Exactly. Right? So that that's experience as well. Yeah. Um, so that's a great deal. So what are you going to do with that? Are you going to keep it yourself or are you going to sell it to an investor? I sold it to an investor within five minutes. Well, I'm not surprised based on the numbers. I know. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, charged... Um, we charge four thousand pounds for that. Well, I think that's exceptional value. I mean, yeah. for four grand, you know, if if you you know if your numbers are right, and I'm sure they are, for somebody to pay four thousand pounds to get their hands on that deal, that's a, a fantastic value and a wonderful service you're offering people. Yes. So I can see why you are as successful as you are at this. So. Can I, can I, I, I know we've only talked about the estate agent, we haven't talked about your other marketing strategy yet, but we, we said the word investor. Yes. So, and you sold it like in five minutes on the phone. Yeah. Right. So go on, talk about your, share with, with us your investors. How do you, where do you find these people? So I personally um, find all my investors online. I am busy in my property business. I love being a progressive. So I tend not to go to networking events other than being at Progressive and, yep. and meeting other property people. Yep. So I do a lot of my stuff and leverage social media. So basically I share what I'm doing on Facebook, mm. LinkedIn and Instagram. And all three work very differently for me, but they all bring in investors. So you get leads of people who think they might be investors, yeah? Or People basically message you saying they want to work with you, they want to see your deals. And how do you qualify the fact that they might not have any money or that they're real or do you, you know what process do you have for that? Yeah, it's a really good question because what you need to do is to take... Anyone can post on Facebook. So yes. the tip is to post everything that you do, show that you're active, yes. and then you start to get a following. Yes. Um, the, the key is taking in oh, leads that are potential investors from being just a name on Facebook and Instagram to being a qualified investor. Absolutely. So you need to take them from just saying, I want to see deals. You don't just put them on your list and send them stuff. Interesting. You need to build, establish a relationship with them, at least have a phone call. From that phone call, I would usually say, in a nutshell, okay, that's great. I know what you want. In order for me to find that, I need something from you, a commitment. Proof of funds if you're purchasing cash. So that's the leading question. Interesting. How are you intending to pay for these deals? Because it depends on your vendor and the speed at which you need to purchase that property. Yep. Are you paying cash for it? Yeah. Or are you going to mortgage it? Yeah. And obviously you get an answer and then you say to them, right, well, I need proof of your deposit and an agreement in principle from a broker. I can refer you to one. Or um, I need to see cash funds. Right. Just a screenshot of your bank account. Right. So I, I hear many times from friends who are just starting out that those questions you ask so matter-of-factly, because mm. you're a business person, you run the business, mm. they find those questions hard to yeah. ask. Yeah. Right? But you just dive in and say, you know, this is a this is a business transaction. I need to know who I'm working with. Can you send me X, Y, Z? Yeah. I think the way to soften it yeah. is to basically just say to them, how do you intend to pay for it? And the only reason I ask that question is because sometimes we need to move quick because vendors get repossessed and absolutely. various different motivations. Sometimes it's absolutely fine for it to be mortgaged. So I need to know where to place you. And they'll say one or the other. Okay, cool. In order for me to move forward, I need something from you. So I need to see an agreement in principle at minimum proof of funds. I've Excellent. never, ever had a problem with someone offering that. Yes. And I'm so pleased you said that 
because I've never had a problem either. Mm. Once you if get into genuine, the conversation, no absolutely, and it's a, it filters out the genuine ones from the ones that are not genuine. Yes. But, you know, in a classroom scenario, many times we get friends saying, oh, people won't send you proof of funds, but they do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even ask for it in yep. the first conversation. As well. And then they send it. I've had, I've had WhatsApps mm-hmm. of screenshots before I've even had a conversation, before the consultation call, I call it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you've got, on the one side, we've got the valuers who you build relationships with in estate agents who are... Uh, once you've got a relationship, they're feeding you stuff, which is yeah. really interesting. Yes. You're building your investor base online, which yes. is very efficient, you know, and, and yeah. we're going to just touch on systems, systems, um, the benefit of systems, because I know, yeah. and obviously from your former life in business, right, you're very systemized, you're very organized, yeah. right, and, and, and um, you let the systems do the work for you. So you've got your... Your house is coming from valuers, and we'll talk about the other way you saw them before we close. You've got your investors there. At what point do you say to the investor, in your own words, these are my words, um, look, I need to get paid for this. This is my business. This is what I do. Yeah. When, when do you take that on? So what will happen is when I secure a deal, I work in two different layers, I call it. So I've got my VIP investors who I speak to regularly. I know them, I know them inside and out. I know that they're active what they're looking for, I know their numbers. How, how many of those are there, Kate? Probably a handful. Right. Let's say 10, so two handfuls. Well, 10's plenty, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you've got 10. But you've got to remember in your head. Okay. But they're looking for different things. Sure. Okay, some are looking for HMOs, some are looking for flips, buy to let. Interesting. So I basically, I know when I walk, before I've even gone to the property and I've valued it online and whatever, I know what investor I've got in mind. And if I manage to hit the numbers, yeah. I'll ring them. Yeah. And the word that I love to use is pipeline. So I will ring my investor, my, let's say, 10 maximum, okay. uh, my VIPs, and say, I've got something in the pipeline, which means it's not secured yet. However, it's off market. No one else is going to know about it. Um, here's the numbers. Are you interested? And it's a yes or a no. Cool. If it's a yes, you know, I know I've got someone lined up straight away. Yeah. It wouldn't stop me from securing it. I'll go and secure it anyway if I can, because yeah. I'll find another investor if I need to. This is just my VIPs. This is my first level. Yeah, but the really smart thing that, that strikes me about that is that you're taking the VIP investor on the journey with you. You're yes. involving them. You're holding Getting hands and going into it together. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, so that, I think, is really smart, because then they want to know what happens. You know, they want yeah. to know, did you get it? How are we getting on, Kate? All that sort of stuff. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yeah. If I don't, which is very unusual, but if I don't usually sell a deal, because it's just a phone call and it's easy, yeah, yeah. I can do it from my sunbed, yeah. which is what I'm known for. And you have done that. And yet you? I'm the palest person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the next level is to put it on a template and I use MailChimp, which is free. And uh, basically put the photos of the property on, put the description on and send it out. It's, I call it a teaser. I don't send the address out. I just send the details of the deal, uh, where it is. I'll put the street, but that's it. And then I send that out to my qualified investors. So these are not VIPs. This is a second this tier? This is the next level down because they get an email. Interesting, interesting. Okay. So my VIPs will get a call and then I'll WhatsApp them. Yes. Um, my qualified investors, which is my next level down, yeah. they get an email. Interesting. If they then respond... Yeah. Um, obviously we have conversation over the phone from yep. there yep. and then I can email the masses 
So basically, it never gets to the next level where people want to just from Facebook go on the list and they never want yeah. to have the phone call. Yeah. They sit on a list, yeah. but they're third down in the line. Yeah. If you want to become qualified, then I'll have a conversation with them. Yeah. Um, and then, in order for them to secure a property that I've either sent out or rang about, I say, okay, I've got a reservation form. I'll email it over or WhatsApp it over, print it off, sign it, send it back. In their head, it's not legally binding it's just a mental thing that they've signed to commit to that property um and then i will say and in addition i need a reservation fee which is a thousand pounds cool now that reservation fee goes into my bank account my business bank account and if there are any major issues be it structural anything comes upon a survey that's a major issue not weed something that they didn't know about which yeah. would be very unusual but it happens but we like not weed we do. Yes. That's another podcast episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, obviously I would refund that if that was the case. But okay. if an okay. investor changes their mind or sees a better deal, then it's not okay. refundable. So I'm, I'm sitting here torn, Kate. I'm torn. Because you've got so much to give uh, an mm. offer. Um, but maybe what we've dealt with today is, is going to be sufficient for our friends out there. So um, I'm going to go back to your second string of um looking for properties how yes. you source properties but i'm going to ask you at this point in terms of the systemization and the processes and stuff like that would you come back and do another episode with me and we could focus on that because people will be really Absolutely. interested in what you do okay? definitely um but for today let's talk about sourcing the properties and your investor database so we We've gone through, in terms of sourcing, we've gone through the estate agent, working with the valuers. What's your other favourite? Just to complete yeah. this little section. Okay. So my other marketing strategy is yes. direct mail. I oh. love direct mail. You love direct mail? Love it. There'll be people sitting out there saying, oh, I've sent out hundreds of letters, nothing happens. Okay. Well, then they're doing something wrong and you need to break down where it could be because there's, I, I feel that I've got my magic letter. My letter comes, it derives from stalking all of the progressive deal packaging dudes <laughs> and getting them to put their input into my letter. Okay. They've all critiqued it. They've all had their input and it's an amalgamation of everybody's ideas. Interesting. And it's a very powerful letter. Yeah. Um, so you may have heard this before, but basically I do yellow paper, yep. red ink yep. on the envelope as well. Right. And I like to make... So the key is trying to make the letter appear uh, handwritten, personalised and uh, not... A mass letter. Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of detail that goes in, and it sounds crazy, but there's a lot of detail that goes into that letter, which is the reason why I think it's so successful. Okay. So there's another podcast episode there. And I'm not holding back from you, property sourcing profiteers out there. We're going to deep dive into this, but, you know, in the, in the scope of the time we've got left for this episode, uh, probably I wouldn't do it justice, Kate. But yeah, I know you've shown me your uh, property sourcing exercise missile styly letter yeah and i know the sort of return so when i've done cold letters and other people will relate to this out there uh, if i send out 100 letters i might get a one two three percent okay. response three if i'm lucky some of those responses will be a bit flaky when you follow them up afterwards mm -hmm. it, it, just an overview what sort of response rate percentage wise are you getting on your letters it's nearly 11 percent. that's extraordinary yeah yeah um and you know, I share that with uh, the mentees on the mastermind right. and they test it. And I think they're in denial that it's going to be so successful. Yes. And then they come back to me. And sometimes they're sat at the table with me and they're getting calls, like two or three calls, 
So, yeah, I send 200 letters a month. I've actually seen people get calls in the room when you've been, you've been talking to them. I've actually yeah. seen that happen. Yeah. So 200 letters a month? Yeah, 20, yeah. 25 calls. Interesting. Yeah. And of the 20, 25 calls, not every month. Yes. But on average, in those 20, 25, how many deals would you find? I'd say if you pro rata over the year, you do a deal a month minimum. From 200 Probably letters between a month. 1 and 1.5. Wow. On a, yeah. Wow. So 200 letters a month, one, one and a half deals yeah. out of those letters. Yeah. That's 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 extraordinary. I mean, that's you know half your business, isn't it? Well, yeah. And yeah. this is the key, David, because when you layer your valuers and then your direct mail on top, yes, you're going to do at least two deals a month just yes. from that. Yes. And I have five marketing channels. Yes. You can and see then how it works. How you can get up to a hundred grand because you'll start off doing charging two deals a month at three to five grand, but then yeah. when you move to five to ten grand, exactly, suddenly the thing grows exponentially. Yeah. Katie. Um, I'm, I'm going to pause us here. I'm going to ask you, you know, maybe in a few weeks to come back and Absolutely. spend some more time with us. Uh, this has been, there's been nuggets in this property profit, sourcing profiteers out there. If you do what Katie told you to do, you will find deals and you will do business. So uh, she's one of the smartest people in deal packaging that I've ever worked for, uh, for, with, um, but you knew what I meant. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's an honour and a delight to have her working with me in the deal packaging training at Progressive. She's very, very much involved, very much 50% of the offer. And, uh, you know, she, she's in there giving her wisdom on a monthly basis to our friends, right? Absolutely. Cool. We so I, property sourcing profiteers, I hope this has been useful. There's been nuggets in here. Go back and listen to it again. There's stuff in here that you may not know. And if you do know it, you're not doing it. Right? And if you do it, you will earn money. Get out there. Go and view some houses. We're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.